Well, hello there, happy innovators. How you been, huh? Long time no podcast. But I return, as always, to deliver unto you another Singularity podcast. And I won't even bother wasting my time explaining what I've been doing over the past month. Just suffice it to say that I've been very, very busy making new music. And uh, there was a week or so, maybe about, yeah, about a week, where I was kind of under the weather. And, you know, while it's possible to, you know, put out a podcast very quickly, you know, even if you don't feel good, it's usually better to avoid that and just wait till you recover and take a swing at another podcast. So I waited until I felt better, which is today. And um, actually, you know, I did try to do a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago or about a week ago, and uh, I didn't like it. It didn't come out good, so I just scrapped it and decided I would sit down tonight because it's nighttime right now as I'm talking. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of give you a little bit of information, kind of talk to you a little bit, kind of update you on things and just kind of give you something to listen to while you're working or doing whatever you're doing. Um, crazy times, you know, every podcast that I've listened to or every, you know, uh, video or something where there's somebody talking, uh, it always starts out with, these are strange times, aren't they folks? I mean, it's just the weirdest time. Like, is the world actually getting crazier? Is that possible? Is that happening? Is the world becoming a crazier place? Are people getting weirder? It seems like that's the case, but man, I'll tell you what, it's not just the people that are weird. It's like the events, you know, the things that are happening. Like, uh, there was this explosion in Beirut a couple days ago, maybe a few days ago now. Not exactly sure what day it was, but it was shocking. I mean, it was shocking. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but it's like, oh my gosh, it might not have been a nuclear bomb, but it looked like one. You know, it looked like a mushroom cloud, like a nuclear explosion. And I know there are people that are like, oh, if it was a nuclear explosion, you know, more people would have died. Well, I don't know. I'm not a nuclear expert. I just know what I see on TV. Like, I see it. And I've seen enough explosions, you know, uh, nuclear bomb tests to know the signature, you know, mushroom cloud and that ring, you know, around the top of the thing. And this happened like right in the city. And I don't know. As soon as I saw it, I couldn't believe my eyes like kind of freaked me out a little bit. I've never seen anything like that in recent times or like in my lifetime. Uh, You know, I've saw old footage that was filmed, you know, before I was born, but I never saw an explosion like that uh, in full color, in, in living color, and like in a city. It was just absolutely insane. And, you know, it kind of is a scary thing to think about when you see it like that, because it's like, you know, with all this BS that's going on right now all over the world. It's like, is that what's coming next? Is that is like as much anxiety as people are feeling with COVID and all that stuff and the rioting and looting and all that stuff. Like, is this next? You know, they're going to be like explosions, you know, bombs like go get the hell out of here. You know, so the question was, like, is the world getting crazier? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But uh, 
Oh, it's just such a strange, strange time. There's no other way to describe it, right? I mean, it's just every day it seems like there's a new thing, you know? I don't know. I don't want to be like a negative Nelly or anything like that, but I don't know. It's just crazy. You have this whole idea, too, of like um, cancel culture, right? It's like that's something that's been on my mind. I've been watching it happen over and over again over the past couple of years, but it's really becoming like a thing, you know, where somebody says like the wrong thing or whatever. So like their life is destroyed, you know, because they uttered the wrong sentence or something. It's like it's so it's so odd when you really think about it. Like it's so sad. You know, it's to the point now where people that are like professional, you know, speakers or comedians or actors or musicians or anybody really who speaks in public, uh, maybe politicians, you know, more than anyone else, really, uh, if they say the wrong thing, they're done. And it's like they're afraid to talk. Like people are afraid to talk now. Can you imagine? We live in a time where people are self-censoring like they're they're afraid to speak their mind because it'll end their career and that's like a realistic idea it's not some kind of paranoid you know delusion or something it's like that really does happen and it's so shameful you know it's just it's out of control you know like it seems to me okay like our will like as a society or like as a culture, especially here in America, but I don't know, maybe it's the same all over the world right now. But it's like, it seems to me that our will towards each other is so bad right now that it's like, you have to kind of wonder if we ever had goodwill towards each other. You know, it's like so strange. Like, when someone's career is being taken down or when their life is being destroyed for something they said or something they did, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be a politician. It could be an actor. It could be anybody. Uh, when you when you're, we're watching their life get destroyed and you watch the talking heads, you know, commenting on what's going on and they're kind of like giving their conjecture and their opinion, which... You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's a bunch of BS. It's like when I watch the news, I just want the news, okay? You don't have to tell me what to think about it, right? Anyway, I digress. My point is, is that it's so strange because when we're, when we're watching somebody's life be, you know, systematically destroyed because of something they said or did, there's this group of people that kind of like laugh about it, you know? Like they're, they're, they're gloating over the fact that someone's life is being torn to shreds. And it just drives me crazy to watch it. It's like, it's almost confusing. Like, it's such an evil, evil attitude, you know, to be in a situation where you're watching someone's life get torn apart and you're laughing at them. You're laughing. It's like, you know, I to know something. Here's the bottom line. That kind of thing, when someone's life is being ruined, that's not a comedy. That's a tragedy. You know, it's like, why are you laughing? Like, what's the matter with you? Are you out of your mind? Like, you don't laugh 
when someone's life is being ruined, even if they're your enemy. You know, it's like, and especially, especially if it's like a politician or, you know, uh, an actor or somebody that we admire, you know, that the general public admires, you know, like, why are you laughing at their life being destroyed? You know, like with a politician, it's like, you know, when you're watching a, a politician like go down in scandal or like in flames, it's not a reason to be laughing. It's not like cause for celebration. That's a tragedy, not a comedy. It's horrible. It means that they were put in a position of power to do a job like on behalf of all of us and they failed at it. Like that's tragic. That's not good. Like it means that the job didn't get done ultimately. That's what it means. So like why would you be standing there gloating at the demise of like a politician you don't like or something? That's like absolutely ridiculous. And it kind of makes me think about this too. It's like, aren't we all like before we're like Democrats or Republicans or independents or communists or whatever, you know, aren't we like citizens of this country first? Like, shouldn't there be like an underlying base of like respect, unspoken respect that we have for each other? as citizens of the same country and then we are Democrats or Republicans and we disagree or whatever but shouldn't there be like a baseline of respect for everybody you know as part of this great experiment from the framers of the Constitution because you know that's what the framers intended America to be when the framers were drawing up the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that kind of stuff the idea they had in their mind was that America would be the first nation in the history of the world that would always be in a state of becoming, like a state of change. There would never be a final version of America. And that's a fact, you know? They, you know, of course, were kind of shooting for some, I don't know, like ut- utopian idea, you know, uh, which to some degree would be considered like impossible, but they were like shooting for that. And that's what they were aiming for. So, you know, the idea in America is that we're all part of this experiment and it will go on forever. You know, that's why I kind of like, I don't understand when there's like a group of people that have a certain political affiliation or, you know, whatever, even if it's fringe, Especially if it's fringe. It's like they want like, uh, you know, like, okay, this is my my belief anyway. Okay, so you don't have to agree with me. But, you know, when there are two groups of people with opposing opinions or maybe even more than two, there could be several that are arguing with each other uh, for political power. Like they're trying to climb over each other. uh, They don't want equality. Like that's that's almost like never the desired outcome. What they want is total control. I mean, that's what they want. It's a, it's a, you know, a, a power grab, you know? So it's like, but what I don't understand is like, we live in America. Like you're allowed to think whatever you want to think. 
Well, okay. <laughs> you used to be allowed to think whatever you want to think. But the idea is that we're supposed to be allowed to think and believe what we want to believe. You know, the, and if you are outnumbered, if you're part of the minority, we live in a country where it's okay. It's still okay for you to believe what you want. And you can go to some part of the country, you know, and you can carve out like your own little community and you can start gathering people and you can have a little area where they all exist the way that you believe they should exist. Now, granted, they still have to follow the law and there's things that they have to follow. But, you know, when a group like that wants to like take over, like they want to decide for everyone else that like we all have to think the way that they do. Oh, come on. What are you crazy? This is America. Like I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe and you're going to believe what you're going to believe. And that's fine. I don't care. I would die to defend your right to believe what you want to believe. I would. I would. I would lay my life down for that. That's how much I value that idea. Because it's a great idea. Like, just leave everybody alone. Like, just do your thing and, you know, leave everybody else alone. Like, if I have a belief or a desire, like how I think the world should be, it doesn't mean I have the right to, you know, force people to feel and think the way I feel. It doesn't work that way, you know? It's part of the reason why there's so much chaos right now, I think, because people are just not willing, for the most part, uh, to have any kind of fellowship at all with their enemies. Not at all. No empathy or anything. And... It's so it's so weird. I just wonder if our will towards each other is just so bad now. And is that like a new thing? Is it new? Because I seem to remember a time when I was younger. I mean, I knew a handful of adults that were really wholesome, uh, you know, generous people. Like they really did care about their neighbor. You know, and when somebody was in trouble in their community, you know, people would rally around them and they would stick together and they would help them out. I'm sure you probably remember that, too. So maybe this whole, you know, selfish, uh, you know, unsympathetic, uh, unempathetic attitude is a new thing. And if that's the case, if that's a new thing, then, man, we probably need to, like, wake the hell up and check ourselves and, you know, get back to that thing, maybe, okay, maybe, that we've lost, right? I mean, it's just, it's so strange. And it starts with people's ability to speak and talk openly. You know, I think that's why the framers were so adamant about free speech, because in order to have uh, a strong community with uh, the better idea, you know, um, you you have to have open dialogue. And we live in a time where that's being suppressed. There's no question about it, you know. And thank God, you know, Congress is starting to call like uh, organizations like Facebook and Google and these really powerful, really powerful companies 
that have so much impact on our social interactions, our politics and everything. They're calling those guys in and they're they're questioning them, uh, you know, on the grounds of antitrust violations. And, you know, we live in a time, I don't know if you realize it or not, but what we're watching happening right now with those antitrust hearings is actually history in the making. We're, we're pretty pretty fortunate to be alive right now to watch that happen, to watch the government do something that it's really supposed to do, which is break up monopolies and, you know, hold those extremely powerful people, those those CEOs of those massive companies, um, you know, holding their feet to the fire and making them answer for what they're doing and probably ultimately breaking them up, you know, and uh, allowing other people who want to be in those industries um, the opportunity to succeed. I mean, I find it so strange that, you know, ultimately what wound up happening, I guess, with like Facebook and uh, Google and uh, Amazon.com, it's like, you know, these companies are so huge. Um, Ultimately, what they wound up doing in the end was trying to control, you know, society. That's what they're trying to do, right? I mean, that's ultimately what they're being accused of anyway, is, uh, you know, manipulating uh, social interactions, you know, and limiting the amount of information that we get. So thank God those antitrust provisions were put in and they actually can, you know, call those people in front of Congress and make them answer for what they're doing. If that didn't exist, ah, we would be screwed, you know, but here we are, you know, we live in this time and it was only a matter of time, I think. It was only a matter of time. I mean, you have, uh, you know, Joe Rogan, that whole situation with Joe Rogan leaving YouTube for Spotify. Uh, You know, it may not seem like a really big deal right now, but trust me, folks, it's huge. It's massive. I mean, the Joe Rogan podcast is so widespread and so successful and so well done, even though I don't always agree with what he's talking about, especially lately. I get kind of like turned off. But it's still done well, and he's obviously at this point the king of the podcast, and you know, <laughs> and he should be because he's been doing it forever. I mean, he was doing it long before anybody ever knew who he was or anything. I mean, he he has earned his place as the king of the podcast. But wow, what a story that he's actually leaving. He's choosing to separate himself from YouTube. Not entirely. He'll still be available to people who want to watch him there. But for the most part, you know, he signed this deal with Spotify. And I kind of knew that that was eventually going to happen. That, you know, as soon as YouTube started to kind of censor people and there were issues with that kind of stuff, I was talking about it years ago in my podcast. You can go back and listen where I talk about it. It's like once you start doing that, it's only a matter of time. Before, you know, somebody comes along that doesn't censor people or won't censor people or allows the open exchange of ideas, they will come along 
and start a platform that will eclipse what you're doing and people will jump ship, you know? I mean, there are so many people, uh, there's video after video of it, of these dissatisfied or, you know, content creators that were burned by YouTube. I mean, just their lives were ruined or even by Amazon.com, you know? And, uh, well, you know, here we are. We're at the beginning of what I would say would be like a renaissance, okay, in uh, social media. We're, we're watching the, the second wave. The first wave of the renaissance of social media was, you know, the introduction of social media. But the second wave will be, and we will watch it happen. I predict we will watch it happen. It may happen sooner than later, too. We will we will see the breakdown of these major, major platforms. And we'll see these smaller or maybe sometimes even bigger platforms come along and eclipse what they're doing and take over the market. And, you know, really, when you think about it, uh, when you talk about capitalism anyway, that's really kind of like how it's supposed to work, Right. Like survival of the fittest, I guess, right? This Darwinian attitude towards, you know, commerce, you know? Oh, strange times. So much weirdness. Oh, and the weather in China. Did you see that? What's going on in China right now with the weather? It's crazy. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on there, but I've heard tales told of, you know, weaponized weather. And man, if there was ever a situation like that, I don't know. I, I think we're seeing it happen. You know, I know I sound like a tinfoil hat wearing crazy, but watch the footage. It's insane what's going on. I mean, the whole world right now is going insane. But, you know, it's like it's kind of like all of it seems to be happening far away. You know, it's like when you're in school you know, and there's that student in your class that just is a knucklehead. He's just never doing what he's supposed to be doing and, you know, he's always getting in trouble. But the class still, like, goes on and, you know, the tests are still taken. Everything goes on as normal, but it's always interrupted or, you know, whatever by this this one guy in the corner who's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, right? That's kind of what it feels like. You know, it's like... Sometimes it's surreal. Like, is it actually really happening? You know, like, are we watching it really happen? You know, or is it like, what, what is this? Like, what are, what are we seeing? You know, but I do think, um, you know, we are in for uh, things getting even a little bit stranger than they are right now. I would, I would predict it'll happen in November, right around the elections. Wow, we're going to see some amazing craziness happening if you think it's bad now brace yourself but the good news is is that i do i do think that eventually things will simmer down uh it might take a little while but eventually i think that will happen mostly because i think that for the most part at least from the people that i talk to i get the you know the very clear uh message that they're getting really tired of this stuff you know that life is hard enough already and they want the BS to stop, you know? And uh, I do think that will eventually happen. It might take a little while, but hold on, folks. You know, everything is going to be fine eventually. Um, 
And that's just my opinion, but uh, I really do believe that. I really do feel that way. So I can't talk much longer today. I'm going to cut it off here. I know this is a rather short Singularity podcast, but I did really want to give you guys something, uh, seeing as it's been so long since I've released anything. And uh, there will be some new music coming very soon. Um, maybe some other things, some other surprises. So stay tuned. And uh, until next time, folks, remember this. If you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy, everybody. Hang in there. All right, Happies. I got some music for you, for all those that were brave enough to stick around to the end of the podcast. I got a song for you this time. It's a song called Time to Climb. I wrote it back in probably 2010, recorded it at the same time, and uh, it's kind of a mm, slightly more optimistic kind of theme for a song. Uh, I actually wrote it for my wife when she was finishing her graduate degree. Um, I really felt that she was, uh, she really was kind of completing a very difficult phase of her career. And that from that point forward, she would be on the up. And I was right. And the song was written for her at that time. You know, uh, encouraging her and and kind of uh, expressing how proud I was of her. But, you know, even though the song was written for my wife, it can be applied to anybody. You know, you can you can take this song into your own life and apply it to yourself, you know, Um, because we all need a little bit of optimism. Right. We need to kind of be looking to the future and uh, hoping for better things and working towards better things. So without further ado, um, from the PC1 Wilderness album, this is the song, Time to Climb. Peace out, everybody.
Thank you.